Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Are you more than a conqueror today? Do you feel that way? Do you feel that way? Can you give the Lord a hand clap and a praise today and show him? God, I am more than a conqueror, Lord. It's not by what I've done, God. It's not by my will or by my might, but God, by your blood. God, it's by your blood that I'm a conqueror. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Y'all can be seated for just a moment. Welcome. It's not Sunday school. It's Sunday service today, isn't it? Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. That was weak, y'all. Wake up. I'm tired, too. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I didn't finish my coffee, neither. We're going to be all right, okay? I was thinking about it this morning. I was, we were tired. We, we, went to, we went to Tennessee with a, a few others, and we, um, yeah, we're, we're tired. <laughs> and it's because of our babies. But when you think about it, about the title. There's a lot of different titles in this world in there. And mother's a big one. But father's a big one too. You know? You know that? Because there's a lot of people having having a child does not make you a father. Can I talk to somebody today? Having a kid does not make you a father. You got to be there. You got to be present. You got to love that baby. You got to invest some things. You got to teach that child in order to be a father. That's why our heavenly father, we should mirror what he does for us. Because he does, does he not? He loves us. He spends time with us. He teaches us some things. So the title of father for every father in this place and every father that's watching online, if we're doing that this morning, I honor you today because it is a title of honor. And you should feel honored today if you're a father, if you invest in your children, whether they're yours biologically or not. Be honored today. We love you. Stand with me today. I felt that was important for somebody to hear. Somebody needs to know that what you do is important. It's worthwhile for your kids. You're more than a paycheck. You're more than a paycheck to your kids. You need to invest that time, that love, and when you do, you're doing what God's called us to do in being a daddy. Amen? We're going to get there today. If you have a need today in this place, raise your hand. If you're comfortable with it, share it with somebody. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. We got some great things today. God knows, doesn't he? He knows every need. Tell him today. He says, we have not because we ask not. Ask God today. Watch him show up. Watch him do something. Pray with me today. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we love you, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to gather together today to be in your house, to come and worship you. God, I thank you for being my Heavenly Father. God, we thank you for the love that you show us, God, for teaching us, God, for caring, for spending time, Lord Jesus, with us. God, we ask that you would have your way in this service today. God, I pray that you touch every part of it, God. Touch the singers, the musicians. God, touch the the different ceremonies that we have today. God, bless your word today in this place. God, let it come, Lord God. Let it fill our ears. God, let it fill our minds and our hearts. God, I pray that you would touch, God, each and every person today that's here, God, in person or that's watching online. God, I pray that you would just help us, Lord God, to be sensitive to your spirit today. 
God, help us to be sensitive to what you would have done. God, don't let us get, get caught up in the ceremony of things and just say, oh, this is another day, this is just another service. God, don't let it be a speed bump. Don't let it be a pothole. God, let this be a day, God, where we reach you. Church, can you pray with me today? Can we reach God today in this place? God, I don't want to just go through the motions in this house. I don't want it, God, to just be something where I come in, where I sit down, where I see other people do something. Maybe somebody gets blessed and I don't, and then I go home. God, I need you today. God, I need you today. I need to hear from you, God. I need to know where you want me to be, what you want me to say, God. I need to know the things you want me to do. God, I pray that you would move, God, in this house. God, please let your spirit fall in this place. We welcome you, God, in this house today. God, we come together in unity today. Church, can, can we come together in unity today? Can you lift your voice with me and say, God, we love you. God, we praise you today. God, you're worthy. You're worthy, God, of my efforts. God, you're worthy of my praise and my worship. God, we honor you today because you're our Heavenly Father, because of everything that you've done for us. God, we praise you and we give you glory and we give you honor, God, in this house. God, you're so worthy in this place. Oh, God, we love you, Lord. God, we thank you, Jesus. And the church said, amen and amen. If you will give us just a moment, I believe we have something very special for y'all. So just hang with us for just a moment.
Praise Lord, everyone. Praise Lord, everyone. First of all, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day. All right. All right, if I can have all the dads line up across here. If you're a dad this morning, I would like for you to come up, please. And if I could have uh, uh, two ladies to come and help. And I know there's enough for everyone to have two packs. Yes. Yes. This is just a little token of our appreciation. The Sunday school for Mother's Day and Father's Day always hands out some kind of little gift. And my wonderful wife, uh, Tracy, I know she doesn't like me to embarrass her, but uh, she took time to make chocolate-covered pretzels for him. So, (laughs) 
All righty, gentlemen. On the back of uh, three of those is a sticker. Stay out just for a second, buddy. This is my little buddy. I got a new little buddy. Brother Rob? Brother Hardy? And there should be one more. All righty. Let me tell you a little secret. When you get off work one day at Meyer, just run down to Chili's and grab you something to eat. That way the wife and kids don't have to have it. <laughs> he, he's a young father, so I'm trying to help him out a little bit here. All right. Fathers, again, happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. Hope you have a blessed day today. I've already got somebody that wants to take my, I'll hook you up, I'll help you out, I don't, I don't need more chocolate. If everybody could stand with me, and if I could have a couple ushers come up and help me out this morning. We do have a few announcements uh, this Sunday, June the 27th is our church picnic. It's going to be at Westside Park. The food sign-up is out in the foyer. There's a sheet to sign up. Please take a look at that before you leave today. It was looking pretty empty, and I signed up for like four things. So if you will help us out, go out there. Also, it's not, it is not on, our, on our list here today, but this coming Tuesday um, at 6 o'clock, um, I'll actually be leading a... Uh, it's a Bible study. We're calling it Bible Study 101, and it's basically trying to help you te- how on, learn on how to teach a Bible study. Everybody understand what I just said there? I think it's going to be helpful. Um, we've done we've done a, f- a few Bible studies so far in our life, and I'm I'm looking to do a lot more, to be honest. Um, but there's some things that we've learned, some problems we've ran into, and we're hoping that we can help everybody else out. Hopefully, you won't run into those issues as well. So, if you would like to join us, it'll be here at the church at 6 o'clock. It'll be this Tuesday, and then we'll be doing it next Tuesday as well. And if you want somebody cute, my, my little daughter will probably be there doing the same thing. Pray with me over the offering today. God, Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity once again to be here, Lord. God, we pray that you touch this offering. God, bless it. Multiply it, Lord God. Use it for your glory and for your purpose. We love you, Heavenly Father, and we thank you, God. We ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, amen and amen. Bring your offering this morning. And we actually have something good for you here. So if you will, once you get done giving your tithes and offering, Take a look at the screen. We have a video from our VBS this year.
If everyone could stand with me. Can you just raise your hands to God today? Can you feel what I feel in this place? In spite of all the other things happening in your life, I want you to push all that stuff aside. Please, just push that stuff aside just for, just for a little while today. And think on God. Think on how he loves you. I want you to think about all the things that he's done for you that's brought you to this moment today. To this very moment in your life. All the blessings. The things that he's kept you from. Oh, there's things you don't even know about in your life that God has totally protected you from. Can you just thank him for those things today? Can we worship him in this place? He's worthy. Let's set our minds on God. Oh, God, and watch what he'll do. God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for the things that you're going to do in this house today. God, we trust and we believe in you, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you, God, in this place today. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Amen. We continue to clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice. We just begin to thank the Lord for all of His goodness, all of His grace. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we give ourselves away to you tonight. Amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor, give them a high five, welcome them out to this wonderful Sunday. If they're a father today, Father, make sure you tell them happy Father's Day today. So good to have each and every one of you here. We just pray that you feel right at home today. Amen. And enjoy service. Didn't our kids do a great job? All of our children did a great job. Our Sunday school team, our vacation Bible school team. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. Brother James, for the video. Thank you so much, Brother James. Amen. The wonderful video. I wish I could do stuff like that, but I can't. So that's why we depend on Brother James to do things like that. But I do appreciate, amen, every person here today. Uh, we did go to General Minister's Conference this past week, and we're able to relax a little bit, uh, get ourselves recharged, and it was a great time of the Lord. We had heard three wonderful messages in the evening, and uh, there's several Bible studies and different things going on throughout the day. But it was great just to get together and see other pastors, other ministry, and uh, just to be able to worship alongside them. I think we had over 2,000 people, close to 3,000 people in attendance in Chattanooga. says, being a father is like shaving. No matter how good you shave today, tomorrow you have to do it all over again. Father's business is never over. This is probably one that my girls would say about me, especially Chloe, because she likes to do this kind of stuff. Guys would like chocolate chip cookies. They may have chips or be totally nutty, but they are sweet and make the world a better place, especially for their children. There's another one that says, you can tell I have a father like that? Those fathers here? Yep, we got a yep over here. I'll be careful. My dad's here. I love my dad. I appreciate him. And I won't even crack on him today. And I probably could. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. If you get a chance today, uh, go to the back here. We have a photo booth set up for Sister Casey. And it looks wonderful. Thank you so much, Sister Casey, for doing that. But make sure you capture this. I will say the more and more I uh, grow with my daughters, it's great to go back to look at pictures and videos, and we do that often, and uh, we say, oh, look, they used to be so sweet. I don't know if they're listening back there or not. We'll get their attention one way or another. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. So, so ch- children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with thee, thou mayest live long on the earth. We've heard that often. We've heard that scripture often. But there's a fourth scripture that goes along with that. Fourth scripture. Angie fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. 
says the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Today on this Father's Day, Sunday, I want to minister on this thought, cause and effect. Cause and effect. One more time, we lift our hands to heaven and ask the Lord to have his will in his way today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. God, we worship you. We honor you, Lord, in this house today. God, I pray, Lord, you give each and every person ears to hear. God, give us a heart to receive, Lord God. I pray, Lord, you go before us, Lord, to accomplish what you need to accomplish today. I thank you, Lord, for every one of our fathers, every one of our children, Lord God, for everything you're doing in this church, Lord, and within our families. Lord, we'll give you all praise and glory and honor. Lord, if you can use anything, God, use this vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Cause and effect. Before I go any further, though, I will say it's wonderful to have Evangelist Riddell Seals and his wonderful wife, Latoya. You know Brother Riddell's here. We do have to razz him. But I'm going to kind of bypass that. I want to give kudos to Sister Latoya. And there were twice at General Ministers Conference that I looked around. She's wearing a baby and pushing a baby. And Brother Riddell's nowhere to be in sight. I, I don't know. He was in meetings. I know he was. But I thought, man, she's got it going on. That girl, she can do it. But it's so good to have them here with us today. I know they've been traveling a lot. And it's great to have them in service. This morning, I'm addressing everyone, but specifically fathers. I don't know about the rest of the fathers here today, but there are some days I feel like I'm the best father ever. I've got it going on. Things are easy. I've got it all figured out. My kids love me. I love my kids. Things are going smooth. And then there's other days. There's other days I don't know what's happened. There's other days that I know I don't have this father thing figured out. And I don't even know what I'm doing here. If I've been there before, any fathers? Let's be real. Any father, Brother Thomas, you're with me this morning. You've been like, I don't know what's happening. There's been multiple times that I've looked at Sister Michelle and asked, what is happening right now? I don't have words to explain it. This kid over here is crying about something. This kid over here is doing this thing. This kid over here is doing that thing. And I said, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to fix it. Anybody ever been there before? Any parent ever been there before? What is happening right now? And I will say I said that two or three times as we drove the seven hours to Chattanooga and as we drove the seven hours back from Chattanooga. We had a lot of those moments. But in our opening scripture, uh, we read a scripture that we like to quote. In fact, it's one that uh, when our kids are acting up, we may throw it out there a little bit. When it comes from the pulpit, we make eye contact to our kids. Are you listening? That must be the way it was when I was growing up. My mom would listen to this right here. You need this. Obey me. Anybody hear that before? Oh, boy. Tough crowd today. We'll get there, though. It says, children, obey your parents to the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live as long on the earth. Kids, if you want to live long on the earth, obey your mom and dad. Yeah, we have to do that. You have to obey your mom and dad. It's important that we obey our mom and dad. But what we have 
have to understand is there's a piece of that scripture that falls on the parents for verse numbers 1 and 3 to come to pass. And it says, You fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition in the Lord. It's our duties as fathers especially, fathers, to make sure we do all we can to give our children what they need, to nurture our children, to show them the importance of Jesus, to show them the importance of the house of the Lord, to show them how to treat other people, to show them how to obey somebody so that they can in turn obey you. Amen? If you're always talking about authority in a negative light, that's how your parents are going to view authority. It's going to be in a negative light. And you're going to be that authority that they look at in a negative light sometimes. Amen. It's going to happen. So I looked at the commentary for Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, because I wanted to kind of dive into it a little bit. And it says this, the object of the apostle here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, is to show parents and their commands should be such that they can be easily obeyed. If we're going to require something of our children, it has to be something they can't accomplish or something we have taught them. I'm an educator. I taught for several years, principal of a building, and we can't expect our kids at a young age to do things at higher grade levels. You can't throw a sixth grade math problem down to a second grader and expect them to be successful. There's tears. They have to learn the foundational pieces so they can eventually get to the harder stuff. And as parents, that's what we have to do. We have to put in the foundational pieces, teach them the foundation pieces, and then that way when they grow, they get older, more expectation can grow out of our kids. If children are required to obey, it is but reasonable that the commands of the parent should be such that they can be obeyed. in his attempt to obey. We want our children to be successful. We want our children to grow up and be great men and women. And not only that, but be great men and women of God. My hope is that my children far exceed any accomplishment that I've ever done. It's not a competition. I want to be able to allow my children to do bigger and greater things. So at a young age, I'm teaching them to do those things. Smallest to the greatest foundational piece. We have to be there. So in essence, if this is true, then Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, is a cause and effect relationship. Now, when I taught fourth grade, I had to teach cause and effect. Cause and effect, okay? Here's your quick lesson on cause and effect. Unless I didn't come to school today. You did. We didn't have Sunday school, so we're going to combine them together. A little bit of Sunday school, a little bit of evangelistic service together, and we're going to have a great time. Sound good? All right, good. Because that's what we're doing. Cause and effect is a relationship between two things. When one thing makes something else happen. For example, if we eat too much food, we gain weight. The cause is that we ate too much food. We gain weight. I can think of a lot of cause and effect relationships between parents and children. 
We go to a store and like, your kids are just so well behaved. That's the effect. You didn't experience the cause. That may have happened a few times throughout this week. Just so well behaved. You were in the hotel room right before we were getting ready for service. We caused this to happen. What we do as parents, the cause, gives our children how to respond to situations, which is the effect. How we handle stressful situations, which is the cause, directly impacts our children's well-being, the effect. How we speak to our children, whether good or bad, is the cause. And that determines how they view themselves, the effect. Our actions as parents, the cause, will directly influence how our children will learn to act, the effect. What we do as parents is going to ensure that our children growing up are going to do the exact same things. Anytime something happens and you look and you say, oh, that was me. Your kid does something, they roll their eyes, oh, that was me. They talk back or they say something like, oh, that was me, Brother Thomas. That was a direct reflection of me. Sometimes we're proud of those things. Sometimes we're not proud of those things. So if we want Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, children, obey your parents. That's an effect. We also have to have Ephesians 6, 4, which says, Fathers, provoke your children not to wrath. Teach our children how to handle difficult situations the right way. Teach our children how to pray the right way. Teach our children how to be faithful in everything we do. The solution of a tough time is not to walk away. We're going to stay there and we're going to work it out and we're going to talk it out and we're going to help each other. Well, Pastor Ty talked about it earlier and it's so important. Being a father is an honor. And we have to view it as an honor. Being a father is viewed as an honor, not as an inconvenience. I'm trying not to step on toes this morning. Back up every once in a while just to be sure. I don't step on any toes. Sometimes you just do. We'll talk about it later. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7 says this, The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Cause, effect. When I walk in integrity, when I'm the just man, my children grow up being blessed. Why? Because if I'm walking in integrity, where am I leading my children? Where am I guiding them to? I'm guiding them to a place of blessings, to a place of anointing, to the feet of Jesus. As parents, that's where we have to lead our children to. Lead your children to the altar. Lead your children to the time of prayer. Not only that, but lead your family. When I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, when I woke up on Sunday, that we were going to church before we did anything else, it wouldn't even be worth my time to question it. Because I was going to get the same answer. Come on, right now. 
when your children wake up, several times they'll wake up in the morning and say, what are we doing today? And one of the other girls will go, it's Sunday, it's church day. They know it's not up for question. Parents, we have to make sure our children know what is important. And we show that by our actions. Proverbs 20, verse 7 continues. Walking in his integrity is the cause, while the effect of your children are blessed after him. I don't know about you this morning, but the legacy that I want to leave for my children is a legacy of blessings, prosperity, anointing, power. Come on. I want my actions and my parenting to propel my children to greater heights, to greater things. I want my children to believe in themselves. Listen, I want them to believe in my, themselves after we have a conversation, not question themselves. And how we speak to our children will determine that. You giving them strength and power? Compliment your kid every once in a while. Well, I go, one of the favorite things we get to do, lay our kids down the bed. Lay our kids down the bed is a favorite thing. And uh, right before we do that, we pray. We get prayer right before we do that. And when my kids were younger, they I had to lead the prayer. But it wasn't too long ago that they started asking to do that. Listen, that's important. The last thing you should do before you lay your head down is you need to pray. And because of consistency and hearing it over and over again, they know we got to pray. Comes out the table. We're going to pray. Who's praying? Who's taking care of it? Who's going to lead our family in prayer before we pick up the nacho? Well, those are the things we establish in our children at a young age because what we do directly impacts them. It's easy to blame the kids because kids will be kids. But sometimes the best things we can do is ask ourselves, what part did I have in that? What did I do that may have caused that? And I would assume, probably eight out of ten times, it could have been prevented. It could have been squashed earlier. It could have been taken care of or addressed so much sooner. If we as parents acted the right way. I'm not here to beat anybody up today. But what I want, I want successful families in this church. I want successful marriages in this church. I want successful moms and dads in this church. That's what I want. I want to see your families get blessed. I want to see your families work together to do ministry together. It would put a big smile on my face, amen, to be able to see more people like Brother Adele, Sister Latoya, go out in the evangelistic field and working together as a family to accomplish something great. But that takes a lot of hard work. That takes a family commitment. Come on, your children are just as part of your ministry as your wife is. So we're going to work together and we're going to make sure that our children know how to handle ministry and know how to put God first and know how to do things the right way. We have to do that. As I was thinking about these things, 
I was reflecting on this message, you're always looking like, what else can I bring from the Word? Well, what's a good example that I can bring in for a cause and effect? It's like Father's Day. It gets difficult sometimes. You put all these things in place. It's got to touch this, and it's got to touch that, and it's got what, What's a good scripture? And I've got to thinking about David. And here David's not a father yet, but David has already been anointed to be king. So David already has an anointing upon his life, and David already knows that he's going to have some people underneath him. And one day David gets out of the pasture and goes up to the front lines to take his brother some food. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 28. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? David, you're up to no good. And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I don't think I'm going to tell you you're up to no good, but I'm going to give you a little jab. This is, you're only this important. I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thy heart, for thou art come down that thou might seest the battle. And David looks at him and says, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? So, oh, that's kind of a cause and effect relationship there. For David, he looked out and he says, you know what? If I don't do something in this moment, in this cause, the effects for our future is going to be grim. Because right now, facing in front of all the men and all the fathers, is a great big giant. Listen to me. And the only thing keeping that giant our babies is that front line of men. Changes things a little bit, doesn't it? And I think about my own life, about my own kids, because this is a reality. Moms and dads and fathers, especially today, there's giants that are standing in front of us right now. And what we do with this giant is going to have a direct effect on our children that are behind us. If we allow this giant through us, our kids are going to have to deal with it. Listen. Otherwise, I don't see an actual big giant. No, there's not. But there are vices and things of this world that the big giant in front of us. And I'll go a little bit further and even call out maybe some addictions. two options. We can cut the head off of it, and it stays there, or we buddy up with a giant, and it's going to affect our kids. So what we're dealing with right now, if we allow these things to overtake us, then don't be surprised when they overtake our children. I started to look at a study things are hereditary, and what things do we accidentally pass from generation to generation? When we look at our children, we see sometimes our eye color, 
We see our hair color. Sometimes our attitude. Our height, body build. Those are things we pass down to our children. But there was a study done recently by a bunch of psychologists that were looking at the connection between addictive behavior and parents and how it affected their children. I'm honestly not sure why I took this path today. Sometimes you're getting ready for a message, and at the beginning you have an idea of what it's going to be, and by the end you're like, that's totally not what I thought this was going to be. So I'm in one of these moments right now. Okay, so we'll see what happens. But the study found this, that the first person in the family, or the tree, or the generation, whatever it is, that first person, we'll call it Father today because it's Father's Day. That first person gets caught up in substance abuse or issues by some stressor or serious issue. Something tragic happens in that person's life. And it causes them to turn to things that they wouldn't normally turn to. It can be all multiple things. Substance abuse is the easiest one. It's happening all around us. And it says that within one generation, that because that father had a stressor and difficult times, and he turned to that substance, if the child is young, when that took place, then that child, so the son or the daughter of that father, will turn to substance abuse, not because of the difficult situation, but because it has to do with the father. the father ran into a difficult situation and did not handle it right. It's caused the child to have to lean on some things that it was not in their DNA to have to lean on. But because they had to deal with the father that was addicted, now they become addicted. And guess what happens? That continues to be the thing from generation to generation. Unless they found, unless at an early age, if someone in that generation can stop it. If one person in that generational tree can say, nope, I'm not going to do with this. Because it's not in that child's DNA. It's a learned behavior to what they've been dealing with. There's some things that are in our children's DNA that you can't change. But there's other things that our children deal with and they face that they don't have to. If we as parents say it stops right here, it's not going to go with this family any longer. It has to be a choice that's made by mom and by dad that says it's not going to go any further. In other words, we're taking care of a giant that's been affecting this family for far too long. This giant will no longer be the cause that affects our children. Something up has to rise up inside of us. And we have to fight for our kids. Fathers, fight for your family. In a day and age that's so much easier to walk away and start over. Don't let those words come out of your mouth. 
separating. We're leaving. Divorce. Your kids don't need to deal with those words. Your spouse doesn't need to deal with those words. I understand situations get difficult in marriage. But there's something we can do about it. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart it. That can be good or that can be bad. Come on, if I train my children up in church, guess what they're going to turn to when they get older? They're going to turn to church. But if I raise my children up in the world, guess what they're going to turn to? decision today, fathers, to make a difference in our children's life and in their futures and in their children and in their children and their children, it can start right now. A difference. Cause and effect. Musicians will start coming up. Fathers, we're commissioned from God to lead our households, whether you like it or not. Man of the house. It's easy to stay on the man of the house when it's decisions I want to make. It's different to be the man of the house when it's a decision I don't want to make. the honor, Pastor Ty, that's in that word father. And you may have been raised in a different way, but if you don't want your children to be raised that way, they don't have to be. You don't have to do something just because your father did it. I stand before you as a direct reflection of that. I don't want to embarrass my dad, but he grew up with a dad who was an alcoholic. of situations. But I remember my mom and dad telling a story that they got to a rough place in their marriage. And dad looked at mom and says, when I was younger, I remember them talking about Jesus and how Jesus can take care of everything. In that moment, my dad, personal today, my dad, Stand and says, I can be like him and my father, or we can make a difference right now. And I heard about the man named Jesus. But I'm here to let you know that because 30 some years ago, he says, No, 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 we're not going to live this way. I want something different. And he took a stand. The effects are ministry as his children. Listen, fathers, one decision, one moment can change the direct trajectory for your children. If you're willing to say, I don't want that, I don't want to be that way, I don't want to affect my children that way, I'm going to be the cause that determines what my children are going to become. We'll stand all across this place today. Close your eyes all across this house.
I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're facing. But I believe today that fathers, if we'll take that position and that title that's been bestowed upon us, if we'll take it serious, that we can change the course of life for our children. And we can change it for the good. Joshua chapter 24, Joshua is becoming old. He's led the children through the wilderness alongside Moses. And he had the distinct honor to be one of only three over the age of accountability to be able to go over across the Jordan and to see the promised land. So as a father in this moment that's leading this great nation, as he gets ready to die, he gathers around a bunch of people and he starts talking to them. He starts ministering. I'm not going to be with you very much longer, but I, I have to leave something with you. I remember what it was like in Egypt, in the wilderness, and the promised land. I was in the lowest of lows. I watched miracles take place. I went back to being in the wilderness. And I was there that day when that wall fell down. So he looks at everybody around. If it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served, you can do what your fathers always did if you want to. That's up to you. But he goes on to say, whether the gods of your fathers served, that were on the other side of the flood of the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, this house of Joshua, from here on, I'm not going to be like my father. But we're going to serve the Lord. And what's equally impressive of Joshua standing up was their response. Because as fathers, we think that we're taking something away from our kids for them not to be able to party and live like everybody else. I'm taking things away from their teenage years. I'm taking away things from their college years. But it's not true. Because the response from these people that were there that day. The man they looked up to. The man that was the father of this nation right now. The people, when he says, that's for me, my house will serve the Lord. In verse 16, the response was, and the people answered, and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. No. Dad, you play something in Why in the world would I want anything else? Why would I want anything else but the blessings of God? Why would I want anything else but the goodness of God? Because, Joshua, you took us to this moment. And you let us see. Why would I want my children to live in bondage? 
bondage when they can live in the promise. As we end today, I want to end differently than we normally do. Dads, I want you to gather your family around. In fact, if you guys want to join your families, you brother Chad, you're a father. Sister Amanda, if you'll just play something softly so you guys can participate just as well. Dads, I want you to gather your families around. Go ahead, move. Get close together. Close to your dads. Close to your family.